Hey, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, I'm super glad to have you here. And today I want to talk about the concept of porn addiction being a nightmare, the nightmare of porn addiction and how you can wake up and thrive for real and for good. Uh, I know that might sound dramatic or like hyperbole calling porn addiction a nightmare, but if, first of all, if you're in the situation where you've decided you don't want to watch porn anymore and you can't stop, you know how nightmarish this deal can be. And I do too, because I talk to a lot of people all, all the time and I know how much this is impacting people. So I am okay using the word nightmare when I talk about porn addiction because it is playing out as a nightmare in many people's lives. Uh, and we will revisit that in a minute because in this episode, what I want to do is, first of all, talk about how porn creates a nightmare in your life. And then secondly, we'll move on to thinking about the brain performance pattern that I call porn brain and how it's at the core or the foundation of creating and perpetuating the nightmare that you're dealing with in your daily waking life. And then lastly, I want to give you your brain hack for the day on how you can wake up for real and for good into the real life that you've always wanted and how you can avoid a false awakening. I'm going to tell a real story of a dream within a dream that I had. And it's one of those situations where so cool where I didn't even know that was a thing until I experienced it. I'm going to describe it to you, hopefully not in too much detail, so that you can understand what a false awakening is and how it happens when you have a dream within a dream. Okay, so let's get started. And number one, let's talk about porn as a nightmare. So when you were young, likely in childhood or in adolescence, because that's when most young men find pornography and masturbation for the first time, what happens is life is complicated. It's difficult, especially in those tween and teenage years. Trust me, I know um, I have a bunch of teenagers right now and I have one teenager who's going to be 12 and she's amazing. She told me she wants to be on the podcast. <laughs> I said, sure, let's make it happen. And then uh, she told me she wants to be paid for it. Uh, no, Sersha, the privilege is being on the podcast and not getting paid for it, Sister Disco. But anyway, she's a teenager, which is why she thinks she can get paid to be on the podcast. Um, I don't get paid to be on the podcast. Never mind her. So teenagers, teenage times, those are difficult times. I'm helping my kids navigate those times with bullying in school, just people being nasty. You know how that goes. New boyfriends and girlfriends breakups with those boyfriends and girlfriends, navigating friends. School environment is pretty wild when you look at it from an adult looking backwards. It's the only time in your entire life, high school in particular, that you can be in such a toxic environment and not be able to escape it, not be able to leave it. Very difficult time because, you know, I teach people in my coaching to change your life situation. If things really suck so bad, change your life situation. Even if they suck a little, change your life situation. So pretty interesting when I have my kids who are, you know, captive in their high schools and they don't have the ability to leave. Uh, my one son was telling me that he doesn't even have the ability to use the bathroom after lunch. 
because that class, which is now, now they do the longer periods that are an hour and a half, that class has a no pass policy. So if you need to use the bathroom in the afternoon, you can't. I'm ready to go full Karen on that one. Send him a note. My son can use the bathroom whenever he pleases, period. But he doesn't want me to do that. So thankfully, there's only like three days left of school. We will broach that subject next year. So that is, you know, thinking about the hardships of teenage and tween age years. And it's so difficult. And then you find porn and masturbation and your brain explodes with pleasure and delight. And it doesn't really fully matter that it's porn that did it to your brain, but your brain becomes coupled to porn because of that. It is the the linking between that feeling in your brain and body with porn, then coupled to masturbation, either immediately or eventually for most tweens and teenage boys when they find porn. So this dream of porn is created in adolescence. That's my whole point about the the terrors of high school. And when you come home or even in the cafeteria these days, porn in your pocket, young men are escaping the difficulty of those peer relationships and friendships and, you know, boyfriends and girlfriends by going to porn. We know this. Science says that the number one consumer of porn right now is teenage boys. So we know that that's happening. That's not my opinion. That's what teenage boys are doing. And likely that's what you did. Even if it was back in the day, you were able to go to porn whenever that was and be able to escape the difficulties of life by being able to get this pleasurable feeling in your brain. But what happens eventually is that dream of porn, just like dreams that become nightmares in your sleep, it turns on you. And instead of you going to porn to feel good, eventually, if your habit escalates and you build tolerance and there's consistency, frequency, and especially if there's intensity, you're no longer going back to porn to feel good. You're going back to not feel bad. And that's a difference. And that's when it shifts into the nightmare because the not feeling bad means that The dream of porn has created the nightmare of a life that includes depression, anxiety, brain fog, ADHD symptoms, what I'm calling porn-induced ADHD because that's what it does to your brain pattern. It creates cognitive decline. People can't think. It destroys relationships. So now your social anxiety, there's sexual performance anxiety, lots of difficulties in life. There's erectile dysfunction, which contributes to performance, sexual performance anxiety. So many young men are preferring porn over trying to have a sexual relationship with women because they've had the experience where they've tried to be with a real live woman And they weren't able to get an erection because the reward center in their brain was so desensitized from consuming pornography. They weren't able to get aroused by a real life woman because she doesn't have all the bells and whistles of a porn scene. And yes, that's metaphoric. You get what I'm saying. So that heightened arousal from the super normal stimulus of porn, especially coupled to a higher level physical stimulus of masturbation, makes it so that when you try to be with a real woman, you can't because your brain has been desensitized and the frontal lobe has been decreased in in function, knocked out for all intents and purposes. So now you don't have the ability to pump the brakes on the porn habit 
and you keep going back into the false dream, which has created the nightmare in your life, anxiety, depression, cognitive difficulties, physical difficulties like erectile dysfunction. So porn, calling it a nightmare, I'm okay with. Now, another reason that I'm okay with calling it a nightmare is because in the latest edition of something that's called ICD-11, latest edition is the 11th revision. ICD stands for International Classification of Diseases. So basically, it's the World Health Organization's book on what is classified as a disease. You can look this up if you don't believe me. So the WHO, the World Health Organization, in the latest revision of the International Classification of Diseases, ICD-11, has included compulsive sexual behavior disorder. And compulsive sexual behavior disorder, CSBD, is a disorder, which we'll break down in a second, that leads a person to continually go back to sexual behaviors to feel okay. It's a compulsion. You need to go back to that behavior to be able to feel okay. Like gambling is another behavioral disorder. Being able to feel okay making that brain pattern that we'll talk about in a second come out of the dysregulated pattern for a minute and actually it goes into a more dysregulated pattern, but seemingly through a dopamine flood in your brain. You want to get that dopamine release to take you out of the discomfort and create some comfort for a little while in your life. But unfortunately, it creates more dysregulation in your brain and more chaos in your life but it is in fact a disorder. So let's think about the term disorder and disease. Disorder means disorder, out of order, without order. Disease, dis-ease, lacking ease, no ease, without ease. So what that means is if you have a disorder, it means that your nervous system is not operating at the optimal functional levels. It's out of order. And you can think of your brain with an out of order sign on it if you've been consuming pornography for a long time because it's not working as well as it should. And that's creating the lack of ease in your behaviors in your life. It's creating disease. You don't have the ease that life should have. You don't have peace. You don't have the calm focused brain pattern. Instead, you have the brain pattern that's operating with the pendulum effect, as I call it, out in the extremes, too much fast speed, too much slow speed, creating anxiety, overwhelm, difficulty thinking, difficulty physically performing. So if you're struggling with a disorder or a disease, that is a nightmare of an existence. That is not a good place to be in, to have a problem that you don't know how to fix and to have to do a behavior to not feel bad, even though you might not even want to at this point, that's a nightmare of an existence. I just had a lovely couple come visit me. I offer three-day intensives. So uh, be, to be able to help people in person, people come to spend time with me in my office. And I had a lovely couple. We had such a nice time. But I said to them, you know, okay, what's the deal with this thing in your life situation? And they go, what's that? I'm like, your life situation is your life. It's just a situation. It's the life, the, the way that you've created it. You can create it in any different way at any different moment. 
You can make drastic changes and have a completely different life by next week. So your life is really just a situation that's changeable. It's not static. It's dynamic. It's a living, breathing thing that you are creating with every action, with every thought, with every feeling or lack of dealing with your feelings, which we know when you have a porn habit, it's just escaping discomfort, uncomfortable feelings, discomfort, not comfort. You're escaping discomfort into the dream, the false reality, the fantasy of porn for a little while. But unfortunately, it creates more discomfort, more dysregulation, more disordered behavior, more dysregulated brain performance, more disease in your life. But your life situation can change. And I'm going to show you how in just a few minutes. But let's move on to number two. Porn brain and the nightmare. So what is porn brain? Porn brain is a brain performance pattern that is, and I'm going to do a podcast on the chicken egg effect of this because there is a chicken egg effect, is that when you were young and you found the dream of porn, you were having difficulty with emotional regulation because teenagers and teenagers don't know how to regulate their emotions because their brain isn't fully developed. But when you find porn and you start using it as the self-soothing tool for uncomfortable feelings, you teach your brain over and over, uncomfortable feelings, go into porn. Uncomfortable feelings, porn. Not feeling happy, porn. Feeling stressed out, porn. Feeling bored, porn. You teach that to your brain in adolescence. But what that does is it stunts the growth or the development of your brain performance pattern. So you get stuck in that mode, chicken or the egg. You get stuck in the mode of porn is the solution for uncomfortable feelings. Porn as emotional regulation. So that brain performance pattern is developmentally appropriate for a 13-year-old, but it's not developmentally appropriate for a 23-year-old or a 33-year-old or 43-year-old. Nay, I say a 53, 63-73-year-old. So when your brain gets stuck and frozen in that younger age performance pattern, that 13-year-old performance pattern, now you never learn how to deal with difficult emotions like stress and boredom in a healthy way because your brain's been trained just to go to porn to escape those feelings. And the more you do it, the more you're reinforcing the brain pattern of porn brain. So the porn brain pattern is one of too much anxiety, too much high beta, that extra fast speed in your brain that makes you feel anxious or makes you feel overwhelmed. It creates all that hypervigilance and rumination. At the same time, there's the extra slow speed of theta. And what theta does is it creates feelings of overwhelm. It's actually the biomarker for ADHD. So it creates lack of focus, difficulty attending. It creates kind of that daydream state or the state that wants to go to fantasy. It makes you not feel cognitively all the way there. It makes it so that you're not feeling sharp. But when you're young, your brain is supposed to use more theta. As you grow and develop, theta production decreases. And now you're supposed to, in a healthy, optimal brain performance pattern, use more alpha and low beta in the middle, that medium speed. And you're supposed to come out of the slow developmental speed of theta 
And that anxiety mode is there because you used porn as a self-soothing technique for anxiety, but you end up perpetuating it through porn use, creating the nightmare in your life. So when you stop using porn as an escape for these uncomfortable feelings, your brain gets to grow up and develop. It gets to come out of that 13-year-old mode and develop all the way to where you are as long as you do the work to increase your emotional intelligence and your emotional maturity. And I've talked about this before, emotional intelligence. There's four pillars of emotional intelligence. Number one, self-awareness understanding your own behaviors and how they impact other people and what you have going on, how they impact you. Number two, self-regulation, being able to regulate yourself in a healthy way, find ways to decrease the stress in your life, get on purpose in your work, your relationships, and your hobbies, regulate the stress that comes at you, deal with difficult stuff without escaping into the screen. Self-regulation, that's the second pillar of emotional intelligence. Number three is being able to have social awareness, being able to vibe other people and to be able to pick up on those social pragmatic cues, being able to move towards difficulties and engage and approach in a healthy way, which moves us to emotional pillar number four, which is social management, relationship management, learning how to navigate relationships. So we talked about back in high school, it's so difficult to navigate friendships because you have a young teenage brain. And actually, my daughter, Saoirse, she's a champ at this. She's really very mature, probably because she's number six. But uh, being able to deal with, you know, the devastation and the heartbreak of a breakup. And actually, my son, Declan, he's so sweet. He's so regulated. Uh, he and his girlfriend broke up and he went over to talk to her about it. So mature, just really, really regulated. Difficult for him because he had high hopes, but I'm sure they'll end up friends. He ends up friends with every single one of the girls that he's dated. He's a chick magnet, that one, because he is regulated, which I'm also going to do a podcast on. You want to get a great partner? Be a great partner. Be a great person. Be the best version of yourself. That's what science and the evolution of desire shows. You want people to desire you? Be you and the very best version of it. And that's what Declan's able to do. So he's he's a chick magnet, but he's not going to stay in relationships that are less than because he's looking for a top tier relationship, even though he's 18. Very, very cool. Very cool. So he's able to do that because he brings his brain out of those extremes, that pendulum effect, and he's keeping his brain in that medium speed of calm focus. That's what I want for you. Now, the way that I help people do that and what I think is a top-notch way to do it is through neurofeedback. I talk about the Muse brain training headband. I use my Muse all the time. I think everybody in the whole world should have a Muse. I've encourage more and more people to purchase the Muse. Uh, There's barely any products that I endorse. Uh, There's really, there's only two products I'm endorsing right now, the Muse headband and the Remojo app, which is a, which is a community and a blocking software and an app where you can have accountability and a community. Those are the only two things at the recording of this podcast that I feel comfortable enough to endorse people to go and get. And the Muse is the number one thing. I've been talking about the Muse for years and years. The Muse headband, I'll make sure the link is below. Uh, this I always record the podcast video and put it on YouTube. So I'll have the link on YouTube and here on where you can find the podcast. But what the Muse headband does and the reason I'm talking about it is because when you use it, it pulls your brain out of that pendulum effect, swinging high and low and all over the place. It pulls it towards the middle with every use. 
and it pulls your brain into medium speed. And the more you use it, it shifts your baseline for brain performance and it can create the brain pattern that begins to develop and grow up and allow you to emotionally regulate yourself using those four pillars. It can be a missing piece for people. People call me, you know, sometimes people will go, they'll call and they'll say, uh, I've tried everything. You know, I don't think your program's going to work. I say, have you tried brain training? They're like, no. I'm like, okay, well then you haven't tried everything. And all the strategies that are in my programs are built on neuroscience. So the idea is you use the technology to optimize your brain every single day. Then you use the tools and the strategies and the techniques that I give you to keep pushing your brain in that, in that direction of healthy performance pattern so you can emotionally regulate through self-awareness and social awareness and management, relationship management to create the life that you want. And that is a wonderful thing with a top tier partner because you become the best version of yourself. Okay, number three, let's keep moving forward. Let's talk about how do you wake up? How do you join woke culture? Now, honestly, I'm not even a fan of the idea of wokeness or woke culture, quote unquote, but I do like this idea of waking up from the nightmare. And I'm going to tell you about the false awakening that I had, a dream within a dream. It's actually, it was mind blowing when it happened and probably thankfully for your sake, I don't remember many of the details. Um, I do remember that. You know how this goes too. Like I, and when I wake up, I remember waking up and telling my husband about this dream. And of course I'm like emphatic and I'm telling him every single detail and I've totally lost him. So I, I didn't even get to the cool part about the dream within the dream. And then I had to look it up. What's this thing called? It's a false awakening. So basically this is what happened. Sans all the details, sparing you all the details. Thank God. Is that I had this dream and in the dream, there was a guy with a mask and it was kind of scary. It was kind of creepy. And so it was scaring me. So I woke up and in my house, my bedroom's on the first floor outside my bedroom doors, they open up and outside directly outside my bedroom is our living room. So I wake up or I think I wake up from the dream and I open up my bedroom doors and my living room's filled with teenagers, filled with all my teenagers, plus their friends and other kids that I didn't know. And so I'm looking around, it's the middle of the night. So I'm like, what are you guys doing in the living room? Like, what's up? And in the sea of people in the living room is the guy with the mask. Crazy, right? It gives me the chills just thinking about it. And then I made a shorter YouTube video about this where I didn't say this. Um, for the essence of time, I try to make those videos short. But in the living room, what happened was then the masked guy lift, lifted his mask and it was my husband. And which obviously there's some deeper um, meaning there. I think I looked it up. I can't remember what, like if husband's wearing mask in dream, what does that mean? But lifts the mask and it's my husband. But I'm completely freaked out because that mask was just in my dream. So I know I'm still in a dream, but now it's my husband and my kids are here and it's nutty. It's the middle of the night, but I know I'm in a dream. And then eventually I woke up and it's called a false awakening. And that was a crazy experience. There's one other crazy experience. And I, since I'm on a roll with this, I have to tell you, and I forget what it's called. It's the opposite of a deja vu. It's something with an M. I'll have to look it up and tell you later. Uh, something with an M. But it's the reverse of a deja vu, where deja vu is when you are having an experience, but you've already experienced that in your mind. It's familiar. 
And I want to call it like a Mujave, but I know that's not it. Uh, Jamais-vous? It might be a Jamais-vous. I think it is. My my bestie Chanel is, in fact, French, and her mother speaks French. And I think it's a Jamais-vous. That's what I think it is. And what a Jamais-vous is where I've had, I saw this whole elaborate scene of me in the future, in my mind. And I know it's going to come true. And I'm in like this, I feel like it's at the beach, like a beach house, but it might not be. I'm in kind of in this uh, cottage would be a better, it's like a cottage and I have a burlap bag and I have wine bottles and all this fresh vegetables and food because I, and I know I'm preparing a meal for all of my adult children. Pretty weird. Jamais vu, that is what it is. So that was another neat experience, but that's neither here nor there. Back to what we're talking about. False awakening. So how does the false awakening apply to porn addiction and leaving the nightmare behind, the nightmare it's created in your life? On the YouTube channel that I have where it is literally my great pleasure to be able to help hundreds of thousands of people with the videos that I make, I'm here for it. I'm so here for it. I'm so glad that that channel has taken off so I can help people. But on the channel, people will say all the time, they'll put in the comments, uh, wish me luck guys. Here I go. And I'll type in, no, make a plan. Literally I'll put in and oh, 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 make a plan. Go for it, but make a plan, change something because you can't just say I'm leaving porn behind. Most people can't because it's so difficult. This is a compulsive behavior disorder. It's a nightmare for most people. So in the case of the nightmare in your life, it's, you can't just wake up. It would, I would love for it to be that way, but it's not. When you learn that porn damages your brain, when you see how it's impacting your life, and when you are ready to commit 100% to the change, making the plan to do so is essential for most people. That's why I began to offer programs. I had to create programs after the YouTube channel took off because I didn't have porn brain programs. I had control your brain and I had generic brain programs, but I wanted to be able to serve people very specifically. So I made porn brain programs, small, medium, and large at different price points to be able to serve people of different needs, different time, energy, and money investments. So having done that, now I'm able to offer people the tools that they need in a comprehensive program, beginning, middle, and end, unwire, rewire, hardwire. What I try to do on the YouTube channel is give people those tools And it's more like a library. It's like books that are all over the place and you have to grab the book that you need at the moment. We're in the programs I walk you through from beginning, middle to end. But the library is there for you if you need a resource. But make a plan. So here's your choices. When you want to wake up for real and you want to avoid the false awakening of just trying to come out of the nightmare without a plan, you have the choices too. Number one, you can just hide under the covers. And I know why people do it. And this doesn't come with judgment because when you realize you actually have a problem with porn, it's slightly terrifying for a lot of people because first of all, they know it's a thing they can't stop. A compulsive behavior disorder means it is a compulsion. You move towards that behavior to not feel bad. It's a thing you need to do to not feel bad created by porn, but inevitably very difficult for you to control until you get the right tools. So when you realize, man, I have a problem with this thing and it's very difficult for me to stop, like alcohol abuse or like a drug addiction, you know, you can't just go, oh, you know what? I have a drug addiction. I'm just going to stop today. 
wish me luck. I'm never taking drugs again. It doesn't work that way. It's a dependency. Porn's the same way. So you can hide under the covers and get terrified by the prospect of what you might need to do, the changes you might need to make in your life. I promise you, if you make the changes in your life, the changes that I suggest, it's going to be a lot easier to leave porn behind. And it's not even about porn. Porn's just a symptom. It's about leaving the nightmare that has been created in your life and creating a dream in your life. So you're happy forever, forever, because you have a life that is constantly serving you instead of depleting you. So you can hide under the covers, not open your eyes, not look at it for what it is, which is a dependency. And it's a nightmare. You can just hope that it goes away while you're shuddering under the covers. It's not going to go away. That's not how it works. Number two, you can just go back to sleep. And if you've ever had a nightmare where you wake up and you're like, okay, but then you just lay back down, you know, that's not woke culture. And what woke means from the dictionary definition is that it's actively attentive, aware of, and actively attentive to important facts and issues. So the way I'm using woke here in terms of porn is that you're aware of and actively attentive to the importance of leaving porn behind and the importance of getting the right tools to do so. That is being woke in terms of leaving porn behind. So going back to sleep, that's not going to cut the mustard either. Number three is waking up with relief that the nightmare's over, that you know what you need to do, which is get in a program. When you get in a program, and it does not have to be mine, find a program that feels good to you, work with somebody who can move you through. What coaching is, coaching and the digital program that I offer is a coaching program in a digital content, which is a great entry level program for people who don't want to work with someone and don't want to spend the money working with a coach or a counselor. It's a great entry level program and it's worth every cent. It's got huge value. What it does is it puts a mirror up. So you have to look at yourself in that mirror I present to you different ideas and have you look at it in yourself. And so you have to wake up with every view into that mirror. You're waking up over and over and over again. It's not in an instant. Some people can be in an instant, but it's in these tiny moments across 90 days where you keep showing up and you keep looking in the mirror and keep waking up and the nightmare starts to dissipate because you're making these changes. And I promise you, they're going to be changes that you love. In the end, you're going to end up with a life you love. Because you're going to create the opposite of the nightmare. You're going to create the dream life. And that's the way. That Number three. So you don't want to hide under the covers. Option one. You don't want to stay asleep. Option two. You want to wake up and show up every day to look in that mirror. And before you know it, the nightmare dissipates. And you get to move into the dream of your life. Now, what is the dream of your life? In your journal, this is a takeaway for you. So that we can avoid the false awakening. What is the life that you want to create? If you don't know, that's where you start. You think to yourself, if I was going to create my dream life, what would it be? And it can change. You've heard me say before, my dream life changes every seven years. And I'm excited to keep growing and evolving and changing because I'm always doing programs like my own, which is why I'm always contributing to programs in my own and making new ones because I'm always learning. And and I can feel myself being pulled forward, but that change is good. It's evolution. It's not like I'm running from anything. I'm staying on purpose in my work, in my relationships, and in my hobbies, but they're changing over time, which is the way it should be.
Okay, so as we wrap up, let's put a bow on this. Get your journal out. What would the life of your dreams look like? Get your journal out and write down the nightmares that porn has caused for you. If you've lost a relationship, that's a nightmare. If you have strain in what could be your beautiful relationship with your best friend and your partner, if that strain's there, that strain can be repaired. If you've made bad decisions because your frontal lobe isn't working, working, it's still stuck in that 13-year-old state that can't make good decisions, then it's time to heal your brain, start making better decisions, and repair the ruptures that you may have created. If your work's less than stellar, if you can't sleep, sleep totally messed up by porn. Most people don't understand that. If you're angry, if you're irritable, you find yourself yelling at people, and sometimes you're not even sure what you're yelling at. Other times you totally think every person that you interact with is an arse. Maybe some of that's coming from you, from your brain. Write the nightmares that this is causing in your life. You'll be blown away to see how it's impacting you. Think about anxiety, depression, lack of motivation. If you find yourself in front of a screen a lot, if you find yourself on porn, if you find yourself on social media, looking at sexual media, your brain's looking for dopamine hits. That's not the life of your dreams. It can't be. I don't think there's one person out there that when they write the life of their dreams, it includes tons of time passively consuming sexual media. A better life of your dreams is figuring out what work you love and going out there and doing it as much as you can or you want to. Work hard, play hard, right? Work hard and then find the hobbies that you love and go do those things. Find the lifestyle things that you like to do. I was sitting on our front porch uh, in North Carolina. It's gorgeous right now. It's cool in the morning. You can sit out on the front porch. It's hot in the afternoons and the evenings. Sitting on the front porch. Porch sitting is a lifestyle thing that I absolutely love to do. My husband goes golfing on Sunday mornings. I go on the back porch. I read. We have a back porch and a front porch. I go out and I'll read. I'll relax. My kids come out. I chill. Porch lifestyle. That's what I like. Then I cook. I make. I like to make food for my family. I Then I go stand up paddleboarding. I crushed some awesome workouts this weekend out in the sun. I'm getting Irish girl tan, which basically means my skin is turning into freckles. But that's the lifestyle that I love, being outside, being with my people, being able to relax, being able to get some great work done. That's what I want for you. So in your journal, what's the nightmare that porn's causing for you? What's the dream life you could have, you can have, and you deserve to have? All right, if you're looking for help on the journey, reach out to me, drtrishlee.com, and uh, come back because I have another awesome episode planned for next week. So I will see you then, and I hope you have an awesome week. Thanks.